some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Zones non-stop sports talk continues with a look at Nashville's teams and at news around the nation from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. This is the Big Six. The Big Six with Jason Martin. Presented by Renters Warehouse. And here we go. Straight up, 6 o'clock by my watch. That means it's time for the one and only Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Finishing up your work week, I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. I'm blessed beyond measure, all reasonable and otherwise. Hope you recognize that you are as well. It's holiday season rolling right along. How do I know that? I was on 440 for about two and a half hours trying to get here. I got here within the last hour and expected to be here about three hours ago. That's holiday traffic, folks. And I was like four miles away for like two hours. Lucky for music and things like that, or you might go absolutely bonkers. But I hope the season's treating you well. My DM's always wide open at Zone for faith-based communications. Reach out to me or reach out to somebody. So Titans-Texans is huge on Sunday. We will touch on it. You've heard people talk about it all day long. By the time I get on the air, you've heard so much about that game then I don't think I need to sit here and spend a half hour on it. But I'm willing to, if need be. But I kind of want to go somewhere else tonight, at least for a large part of the program. And it's something that I've been thinking about, something that I tweeted out last night as I was watching Thursday Night Football. And there are moments on this show where we go away from me bloviating for an hour, gas bagging for an hour, and I say, hey, let's talk. So the phones are open at 615-737-1045. And Ryan Albanese is here to take your phone calls tonight. He's behind the glass, spinning the dials radio style for me. I think we need to have a chat, though. As human beings, man to man, man to woman. I can't deal with this anymore. I think this could be a cathartic kind of night for you. This is the kind of deal that might make it easier for all of us going forward. So here's what I tweeted out last night as the Ravens were just abusing the New York Jets on Thursday night football. And I don't have it in front of me. Hang on. I'll get it up here in just a second. But it's time to give up the ghost on this because we've reached the point where these caveats that people are dropping are a bad reflection on those people. And here's what I said. Here's the thing. It's cool to just be wrong about stuff. It's actually the way you learn much of the time. You have to let pride go. It isn't revisionist history time. It's my bad time. Ladies and gentlemen, people are holding on to precisely one argument to try and defend their own egos against all evidence to the contrary right now. And I recognize this so clearly because I've done it so many times myself in the past. Hopefully, 
maybe by the grace of God, I have moved past that part of my life, at least for this week I have. It's this simple. Lamar Jackson is good. Lamar Jackson is going to walk to the NFL MVP. Lamar Jackson is doing things we've never seen anyone do before. Lamar Jackson is the quarterback of the best team in the league in his second year. And then we get to the big one. Lamar Jackson can throw. Lamar Jackson has uncanny feel for the quarterback spot. And that goes along with his ridiculous athleticism, the tangibles that he brings. Lamar Jackson's currently ripping the league apart. In his past 90 pass attempts, 20 of them have been for touchdowns. 20. That's from Will Brinson of CBS. That is preposterous. So here's the caveat. And you already know where I'm going here if you have paid any attention at all. This is the caveat. This is what people say. It isn't sustainable. NFL defenses are going to figure Lamar Jackson out and he's going to be nobody. Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. But what exactly do you have to back it up? And you can't come to me and say that defense has figured out Kaepernick or defense has figured out this guy or defense has figured out the Rams and Jared Goff. People, we have never, ever seen a Lamar Jackson before. Ever. But those folks that were so dug in and were just sure that this guy was going to be a bust, sure that he was a wide receiver or a running back or some kind of scat back, these people just can't come out and say what I'm about to say right now. Last year and early this year, I did not think Lamar Jackson could succeed long term. And though we don't know what the future holds, and I guess anything could happen certainly, What we do know today is that Lamar Jackson is is deserving of all of this hype, all of the ink that's being spilled and the virtual ink that's being spilled online, and he's also deserving of my apology. My bad, Lamar. You are the most must-see athlete in all of professional team sports in America. And I was just wrong, bud. I was dead freaking wrong about you. It feels good, folks. It feels good Tony, Tony, Tony style. I am unburdening my ego. I'm putting it into a footlocker underneath my bed, and I'm instead just saying, this one is on me. This business, this media business that I work in, the radio business, television, print, whatever it is, it's filled with egomaniacs who think that everything they say is the smartest thing that's ever been said and that the world can't go on without them saying it. It's filled with narcissists, and then it's also filled with insecure people that get behind a mic and attempt to get what they're not getting outside of a radio studio or a television camera or whatever it is. But I am wrong every single day. I've been wrong about so many things in my life, and that's what I thought might actually be fun tonight. It might be a refreshing way to start your weekend and a new way to look at life. I want you to call the show at 615-737-1045 tonight. Talk to Ryan Albanese and talk to me over the next couple of segments. 737-1045. I want to hear from you. We're departing from what's expected, and I just want to chat. I want you to call me, and I want you to tell me what you are willing to admit that you're wrong about or what you have been wrong about in the past. I want you to wave the figurative white flag and just let it out. Go Frozen style and let it go. 
What did you find out in the past that you were just dead wrong about? Whether it was something in sports, whether it was in your own life, whether it was pop culture or food or kids or whatever it is. What through the years have you discovered, bruh, holy shnikes, was I off on that one? That's what I want you to think about, and I want you to think about this too. You cannot fill your brain with new stuff, new information, the right information, good information, without accepting the stuff that didn't work out for you, without realizing that every prediction that you made and everything that you've said has not been right, every decision that you've made has not been right. Holding on to the wrong isn't going to get you anywhere. Believe me, I tried for a long time. We just have to, at some point, say, I was wrong. And then we can grow. Then we can get on with life. Then we don't have to constantly try and nitpick the obvious when it's going against us in order to keep an opinion that is wrong. And so I'm not going to ask you to call the show and tell me what you're wrong about or without telling you what I'm wrong about. I was wrong about Lamar Jackson, but I actually wrote down a list of other things that I was wrong about as the phones are starting to light up. I think this is going to be fun. Maybe we can do this every week. I was wrong about this. But here's what I was wrong about. I was wrong about Lamar Jackson. I was also wrong about Ed Orgeron being a good college football coach when he was hired by LSU. Dead, dead wrong. Didn't know he was going to bring on a great staff. Bring on Joe Brady. Bring in a smart person behind the scenes that understands college athletics. That he wasn't going to be a know-it-all. That he was going to be perfect for that system. I was dead wrong about that. I was also wrong when I said a few years ago that Tiger Woods would not win another major. He's my favorite athlete of all time. But I did not think he would do it. Because I didn't think his health would hold up and that four good consistent rounds were still in him. And he proved me wrong. And he won at the Masters. What else was I wrong about in sports? I said Carson Wentz last year was a top five quarterback. And when I did my top five, Carson Wentz was in the top five. I said I thought he was elite and Hall of Fame. And I was dead wrong. And I jumped to a conclusion on limited information. And I'm looking back and saying, whoo, boy, no good, Al. Not so good, Al. Now, outside of sports, what did I write down? I thought a few years ago, Brandon Hagney and I went and saw Kanye West and Kendrick Lamar at Bridgestone Arena. I jumped to get tickets to that on moment one because I was sure that that show was going to sell out around Christmas time a few years ago. I mean, it's Kanye West. He's one of the biggest artists in the world at this point in time. Folks, not only did the show not sell out immediately, when we went to it, I would say the top, both the top two levels, not just the 300 level, but a lot of the Gary Force level, uh, those were a lot of people that looked like empty seats. And I paid a lot of money for those tickets, and I could have easily spent a whole lot less. So I was dead wrong there. I thought that two shows on HBO over the past half decade were can't-miss shows, or maybe now decade. Vinyl, which was Scorsese and folks that were associated with Boardwalk Empire and The Sopranos coming together to do a show about the music industry and the rise of it in the 70s and 80s. It flopped big time, despite Bobby, Con uh, Bobby Cannavale being a lead and doing a good job and it having a good cast. It was not a good show. I was wrong. I also thought that Luck with Dustin Hoffman 
was going to take off. David Milch, who's responsible for Deadwood, put that show together about horse racing and gambling, and that thing didn't make it either. In fact, it was a catastrophe with horses dying on set. I couldn't have been more wrong, and I was out there with that information on social media saying, you better pay attention to this, and I was dead wrong about that. I also thought that Jack White's last solo album was good, and I held on to that for like two months. I listened to it, and I listened to it, and I said, nah, nah, this is actually pretty good. I, I, I'm a little more prolific than the, the people that expect him to sound the same. I like that he has this new sound. Nah, man, that, that album's garbage. I'm going to give up the ghost on that one. Doesn't mean every once in a while I don't get a hankering to put it on, but about 15 minutes after I put it on, I realized, nah, I'm still, everybody else was still right about that thing. That was a departure he did not need to take. And that's not even my full list. 615-737-1045. I'm seeing Josh, Joey, Mark, Joe, Doug, all of you on the line, and people still calling. I want to get cathartic, and I want everybody to unburden themselves with things that they're willing to admit that they were wrong about. And as you do it, I will continue to lay out more of my list because I ain't even close to done. I'm not sitting here on some holier-than-thou high chair telling you that you're wrong. I've already admitted about six or seven things in this segment that I was dead wrong about, including two things that I'm paid to hopefully be more right about than wrong. Ed Orzeron's in a college football playoff, and Lamar Jackson's about about to be the MVP. And he's tearing up the NFL. And I was wrong, man. It's okay to say that. I promise. It's good for your ego. It's good for you as a human being to realize that we are fallible beings. 615-737-1045. 615-737-1045. If you're on hold, stay there. We're a little bit over. We'll get to break, and then we're going to roll through some phone calls. This is going to be fun. It's a big six here on 104.5 The Zone. Zone. Well played. Welcome back. Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone. This song's good, admittedly. We're brought to you by Renner's Warehouse, dedicated to making renting your home easy, fast, and worry-free. Renner's Warehouse, you can't buy happiness, but you can rent it. We're not hearing about a dog that needs to be walked right now, so this is actually a good tune off that record. Ryan Albany's appreciated that. All right, so I wanted to get cathartic tonight and say, what are you willing to admit you were wrong about? in the wake of so many people still trying to hold on to, it's not sustainable, which is their answer to, uh, I don't know what we're seeing with Lamar Jackson. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I can't just admit that I'm wrong. Well, I'm admitting I was wrong about Lamar Jackson. I've been wrong, but I actually admitted it a while back. I also admitted I was wrong about Ed Orgeron and a number of other things, and I've got more on this list, but I wanted to talk to you guys tonight because I thought it might be fun to hear what you're willing to admit maybe you've been wrong about in your life. So we're going to run through phone calls and we will start with Mark in Nashville. He's up first on the Big Six. Mark, how are you? Doing well, sir. How about yourself? Doing good. Yeah, so uh, sports first. Um, it's got to be Greg Oden. I uh, I was very passionate. I thought he would be the best center since you know Shaq. I thought he would be an automatic shoe-in Hall of Fame player, and uh, that's obviously not the case. So you would have taken him over Durant. I mean, you're not alone. There were a lot of people that would have taken him over oh, Durant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all injury. You just thought the injuries weren't going to dog him in his career. Right, right. Yeah. I, I thought he would come back from it and, and ball out. 
Yeah, well, it's good to good to unburden yourself of that. That one, I think we all had egg. A lot of people had egg on their faces on that one. Yeah, my buddy still gives me crap over it. Um, and then uh, non-sports, the Kanye West thing you said kind of reminded me of it. But I remember thinking the Yeezys, you know, that they teamed up with Adidas. I thought that's going to be a flop. You know, those shoes are horrendous. It's going to be awful. No one's going to buy them. And people are paying upwards of $500 for them. And they're selling like crazy. So, Yeah, well, I appreciate the phone call. And uh, people are dumb. The ones that are spending five hundred dollars on those shoes. The other thing, not only was I wrong about Kanye West uh, selling out Bridgestone and and us having to get tickets immediately, which is almost shameful that I was going to pay for Kanye West tickets in the first place, especially with Kendrick opening for him. That would have been flipped maybe these days. But the other thing was, Imagine Dragons came here, one of many. They came here and they played Bridgestone. You might have been at that show. You probably were. As a matter of fact, I was sure. I was like, they're playing Bridgestone. They used to be playing a smaller venue. They're not a big enough band to sell out Bridgestone. That show sold out in like 10 seconds. I had a couple of friends that went there and sent me photos. I was just like, so what is it that what is it about bad music that's just selling out Bridgestone Arena? I thought this I thought Imagine Dragons had like radioactive and nothing else. This is before some of their other hits even came around. I still don't think that they're particularly good. I was shocked when that show sold out. So I was wrong on that, too. I mean, it's a good thing I don't talk about pop, pop culture for a living. Spencer is in Murfreesboro. He's up next. Spencer, what's How's up? Going? Hey, man. Good. How are you? Good, good. So I got two. Uh, sports-related, obviously. Um, way wrong about Ryan Tannehill. I had zero faith in that guy. Just, you know, following him in Miami, I was like, man, I hope they don't pull Mariota and put Ryan Tannehill in. We're going <laughs> to lose the rest of the games, and it's just going to be a disaster. And, but boy, was I wrong. Let me tell you, he's just blown up. So there's what I was wrong about that. And then um, personal life, um, way wrong about having a baby. Never wanted one. I mean, I'm 25 now, and my wife's been begging me for a baby. I'm like, no, we're never having kids, ever, ever, ever. I want to do my own thing on my own time, have my own schedule, spend my money how I want it. And lo and behold, she becomes pregnant. And then, man, let me tell you, it changed my world. I wouldn't trade it for nothing nowadays. It's the biggest blessing I've ever had. So, How old is the child? Uh, he turns one next month. Okay, so you're, st- you're still new to it. And you've, gone through the t- you've gone through a tough year. I mean, you've gone through oh. a year of, of you know, transitions and changes. And I, you know, I might be experiencing that at some point in the near future as well, God willing. And it scares me to death too. But every parent that you talk to would never give it up, even the yeah, ones no. that thought the same thing you thought. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like you said, the transitions, he's just starting to get teeth. He's the funniest little kid in the world. I love it, and, and, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything, so. Well, that's awesome. That's a good thing to be wrong about, Spencer. I appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I hope your son is doing well. It seems like he is. Joe in Brentwood's up next. Joe, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Thanks for reminding me about vinyl. I've forgotten about that show. It's garbage. you, you could you can base the whole first season on the very first scene of the show when he breaks the mirror. That's a great scene. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about there. Yes. Um, so I got a few that I thought of and then wanna do want to talk about Lamar real quick, but um politics twenty sixteen election was probably the biggest surprise of my life just because the major polling had never gotten it so wrong in my lifetime at least. So it was a shock to see Hey, they're projecting blue states 
and they wind up going red. I mean, we've seen some close ones with like Bush Four, where where there were some swing states, but that was a shock just because the polling groups got it all wrong. And that's kind of the theme is like you you know you probably don't believe it till you see it. Um, pop culture, Dark Tower. Having read the book, yeah, <laughs> thought it was a slam dunk for a movie. Yeah, not not so good, not so much. No, no, didn't work. And then sports was fairly recent Bruins Blues last year. Mm. The Bruins were far and away the better team, and uh, I didn't see any chance of them losing that. Lo and behold, uh, uh, St. Louis squeaked it out. So, yeah, plenty, plenty there. As far as Lamar Jackson goes, you know, I thought the same thing. I thought kind of running quarterback didn't impress me much last year. Um, I do think he has a couple things going for him in terms of size. The, the real question is not just sustainability, but over the long term, how are those hits going to add up? In right. 10 years, is he going to be able to have the, longe- the longevity of a pocket passer? And again, it's just never been done. We've never seen it before. It, like I said, he has size going for him. So that's, we never, we've never seen someone with quite his characteristics. But I would bet against it until I see it happen. Not not so much because of the scheming and people will figure him out because he can grow, but just those hits add up. Just like a running back in the NFL, it's gonna it's gonna take its toll over the long term, and you know most likely he'll he'll get injured at some point. Yeah, well, those are excellent. I really appreciate it. This is what I'm telling you. I knew this was going to be good when I started thinking. Hmm, what can I admit that I've been wrong about? And then what will people you know? call up and say and the Lamar thing is interesting about the injuries and all let me give you one quick analogy about this and we'll get back to the phones I see Rick Josh Joey and Doug you guys are there we are rolling through these calls 615-737-1045 to join the fun this is a pro wrestling analogy but there are a lot of guys especially the Mexican luchadors who do all of this crazy stuff and they've done it since they were like teenagers like 16 17 years old And if you're not a pro wrestling fan, it would be hard for you to sort of see this. But guys flying off the top rope or over the top rope in some cases to the floor doing twisting planches, landing on their necks, landing on their knees, looking like they kill themselves every single time. And you think to yourself, these people are not going to be able to walk in 10 years, much less wrestle. And a lot of them are now in their 50s or late 40s, and they're still doing it. And guys that were totally safe and and took almost no risks in the ring some of them have passed away and a lot of them, you know, need help moving around. So sometimes the thing that looks the most obvious doesn't come to pass. And yeah, you can point to RG3 and you can point to other people that have gotten hurt. One thing about Lamar is he's not taking a ton of big shots. He's making people look bad and breaking their ankles in the process. And he's not a guy that has dealt all that much with injuries during his life either. Could he get get hurt? Sure. And that's what you worry about. And if you want to point to that and say it's not sustainable because he's going to get hurt, then you're predicting that he's going to get hurt. But to say that what he's doing is not sustainable because the NFL figures everything out, I mean, I don't know that you figured this out because we've never seen this before. And credit to John Harbaugh for maximizing it as he has. I want to get one more phone call here in before the break. And if you're not this person, I'm going to go to Doug here. I think he's been holding the longest. When we come back, actually, you know what? I want to go to Joey. Joey's been holding the longest. Doug, hang with me. Rick and Josh, same with you. 615-737-1045. I promise I will get to you. But Joey and Cross Plains, 
uh, has been waiting for almost 20 minutes. Joey, what's up? What's up, Jay Martin? Hey, so you kind of you took the words out of my mouth. I was I'm half wrong on Lamar because I'm one of those. Let's wait and see because with Vic kind of done the same thing, but of course the Madden curse took over, broke his leg. RG three in uh, I don't remember if it was hit or a non-contact, but shared his ACL and really hasn't been the same since. So I'm only half wrong on him. I'm one of those that. Let's wait, sit back, and let's see. Um, second thing I'm wrong on is a relationship that I had been in since I was in high school. Um, you know, kind of blues your vision, and uh, you kind of see where uh, people's true colors come out. And you know, that was probably one of the biggest mistakes right now of my life. And, well, sorry to hear that, first of all. And thank you for your call. But I think that that is another good example of what I was saying about you can't get the good things into your life. You can't get the right things into your life, the things that are supposed to be there, without giving up the ghost on the things that have got to go. And to do that, you have to let things go. You have to admit you were wrong about things. And you point to that phone call, or maybe maybe it's a friendship or a relationship in your life. Somebody you knew you weren't going to end up with, but you stuck with for a while. Who knows what you missed out on during that time frame? Experiences and things of that nature. Now, it's all part of your story, and hopefully you've ended up where you're supposed to, and you ultimately will. But think about how much easier life would have been had you not gone back to that person. Had you just cut that tie and listened to the voice in your head that said, nah, that ain't it, man. It's really hard for us to do because you have to admit you are at fault. No one else is to blame I got this one wrong. My judgment was wrong. I've got more on my list, funny and otherwise, including a story from just last night where I had to just realize I was wrong and there was nothing else to it. I just was careless and made a mistake. So I'll do that. Plus, we'll take Rick, Josh, and Doug's phone call, 615-737-1045. What are you willing to admit tonight you were wrong about? Instead of saying it's not sustainable, just say Lamar Jackson's good. I promise it'll feel good to you. We'll be right back. It's a big six on 104.5 The Zone. Zone. Welcome back to the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin. Diverting from the huge, I'm asking what you are willing to admit you've been wrong about either in the past, and I don't just mean in sports, but sports can be part of it. Christian tweeted me five minutes ago and said, I thought Nick Saban would flop at Alabama. I'm sorry, I was young and dumb. Look, Pat Forty wrote a piece to talk about how the Dabo Swinney hire to Clemson was one of the dumbest and most laughable we've ever seen in college football. There's an entire Twitter account run by a guy. His first name escapes me. I've actually talked to him before. Sagal's his last name. And it's freezing cold takes. And it's all about sports personalities, media personalities who were dead wrong about stuff tweeted it out because it's written in ink and he just goes back and retweets it after the opposite has happened. We are all wrong. And the more we're willing to admit it, the better off I think that we're all going to be. Doug has been waiting so patiently and I'm so glad that he waited this long. I appreciate it. Doug, how are you? Good evening, Jay. How are you tonight? Uh, pretty good, man. How are you? Glad to hear. Not, not bad. Uh, 
the center of my sports wrongness goes back a few years. Uh, it centers around Peyton Manning. Uh-oh. Uh, as any self-respecting Gator fan will tell you, we kind of take pride in the fact that Tennessee never beat us while Manning was at was playing quarterback there. So we, you know, we spent a fair amount of time running the guy down and doing our duty as diehard Gators. And obviously, when he turned pro, we all know what happened there. But just in watching him and watching him be a student of the game, adjusting his mechanics as he needed to. Uh, not to mention his natural ability, uh, it just blew me away. That coupled with I've never read a negative thing about him off the field, really. Um, he's a class guy, you know, and as a Gator, that's tough to admit. But it is what it is. He's a Hall of Famer, and deservedly so. Yeah. If you said negative things about Peyton Manning, I, I, I thought Tim Tebow was going to make it in the pros. I mean, he did win a playoff game for my Denver Broncos, but. Yeah, no. That was not not one of my finest hours on that one either. But I did think Peyton Manning was probably going to work out. Let's go to Rick. He's in Hendersonville. He's up next here on the Big Six. Rick, what say you? Uh, I guess it's Bruce Jones. Oh, you thought, was, you thought that was going to work? Oh, yes. I thought it was going to work. After one year, you know, he had a tremendous recruiting class. And... Uh, my son kept telling me it's smoking mirrors, Dad. Smoking mirrors, Dad. And he played. My son played college football. And he kept he kept saying, you know, Butch Jones is just a joke. And but after one year, he took us to the Gator Bowl. Two years, he took us to the Outback Bowl. Three years, lost to uh, should have been the Sugar Bowl, and lost to Vanderbilt and uh, either Missouri, or Kentucky. I can't remember. And but I was all on Butch Jones' trail, and he flopped. He he may be in the worst flop it's ever been. Uh, it it, it certainly was not good. Was there a moment where you actually went to your son and said, "Yeah, I should have listened to you"? Well, I, yeah, but he told me about uh, he told me about Mariota not being uh, the best quarterback for yeah. fights too, and. Uh, that they have, you have to give Teddy Hill a chance, and he's been right and right and right, and I tell him, you're right and right and right, son. Yeah, well, but uh, he, did, he was my, the guy that I defended from most of my Vol fan friends, and uh, I turned out to be way wrong. Well, like I said, it happens to the best of us. At least, I mean, you had to defend them to the friends, which means at some point you probably had to go hat in hand to them. And just say, yeah, nah, didn't get that one right. Josh and McMinnville. We'll take him real quick before we get to break. Josh, what's up? Hey, what's going on, man? So I actually called in way earlier and had to drop the call and get back on here. Oh, I appreciate and that. And that's before I realized what we were really talking about, about being wrong. For this year, I was completely wrong about Joe Burrow. Mm. I was like, you know what? There's a reason he left Ohio State. He's just going to go in there and band-aid it. But LSU, try to try to maybe get drafted. The dude is an absolute stud, and this is coming from a diehard Alabama fan. I came home in Crimson and White. But I was completely wrong. I mean, what I saw from him last year, I was like, you know, the kid's tough, but he's an absolute baller. Well, now, I mean, well, think about this. I mean, uh, you can look at this two ways. Not only are you an Alabama fan, but you're somebody that's watched a bunch of LSU quarterbacks that aren't very good. 
So if he ends up yeah. at LSU, then he's just another one of those LSU quarterbacks. Not to mention, he came from a school in Ohio State that doesn't generally bring on quarterbacks that amount to very much after they leave school. Very true. Torrey Smith, I'm just saying. Yeah. Now, back to back in the day for an LSU quarterback, I thought Russell was going to be the best thing mm. ever in the NFL. I was a kid. I was an Alabama fan still, but I was like, you know, this dude's a monster. There's no way he's not going to go to the NFL and be great. And absolute garbage yeah terrible yeah well i mean you're not the only one that the raiders believed it as well to draft him number one basically because they saw him throw in shorts on him right yeah i mean they saw him throw in shorts from his knees in a workout and said they got the heart emoji face and go draft him and he's one of the worst busts in the history of the nfl so it happens. I promise you that. 615-737-1045. We've got one more segment. Also, I've got my coin in front of me, my usual Titans coin, and I'm struggling because I want to just pick this game because I'd have a thought on this game. But this is you may want me to keep flipping a coin because they haven't lost since I've started doing this. We'll be right back. It's a big six on 1045 the zone. Final segment of the program, a little Kurt Vile for you on the way out. Waking on a pretty day, name of this tune. I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. Ron Albany is my producer. He's been taking your calls tonight, 615-737-1045. I'm going to flip the coin, even though I have an opinion on this game, and I'm just going to hope that the coin flip goes the same way I think the game is going to because I'm not going to go against this because too many Titans fans are going to be upset if I don't flip the coin and I give you a prediction and then they lose. Because since I've started doing this, the way the coin flip has gone, and it's been affirmative in each case, the Titans have continued to win. So I don't want to be responsible for something going wrong during Code Blue on Sunday. Let's go to one more call. Bo in Lafayette is up next. Bo, what's up? Oh, man. Lane Giffen. <laughs> hmm. Nobody was a bigger fan. Here comes Monty. Here comes Ogeron. Everybody look out. Three years, we're beating everybody. That's my first one. And every time he makes fun of us, my stomach turns. Well, you know he wanted to come back, right? I I do. I do. And, you know, I kept the hope then, too. You know, but probably my worst one is no one's going to bring this up, but a little while back, New England had two stud tight ends. Yeah. I told everybody. Oh, no. And Hernandez is your guy. No. Over Gronk? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I was that guy. You said you told everybody. How many people have you had to roll back at and just be like, yeah, so about that Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski take? You know, we all sit around every Saturday and pick games, and these guys to this day are like, what do you know? Aaron Hernandez. And I can't say that word. I. Uh, you know, the one no one brought up, though, yep. Ryan Leaf. Yeah, Ryan you know, Leaf. I was thinking about that one. I mean, that's, that's you know, definitely, I, yeah. So it, it didn't work. All I mean, right, well, thanks for taking my call, Jamon. Sure, man. No problem. Have a good one. Yeah, I mean, well, look, I mean, guys get it wrong at the top of the draft all the time. I mean, people that get paid millions blow this over and over again. We're watching games, and we see coaches make boneheaded decisions as it relates to clock management stuff, that's why I keep calling for that common sense coach on the sidelines, me and some other people in the media, not just me, but to do that. And here's one more example of me being wrong. And I have more, but maybe we'll we'll actually continue to do this. 
I also thought I would hate every single popular meme that would ever come out, the ones that would be all over the place. And then I was introduced to Smudge the Cat over the last couple of weeks. And for some reason, this one's working for me. This white cat that doesn't like vegetables has changed my world. Last night, I went to go see a movie in Franklin at 10.15. Knew my wife was going to go to bed a little bit early. Had to be up early this morning. Something I could write on for the Big Six blog. All excited. Go ahead and got my ticket and drove out there. They, you know, saw the A-list or whatever on my phone, told me where Theater 4 was. I went to Theater 4. I go in, I sit down Theater 4. I bring out the beverages that I've smuggled into the theater to avoid spending $6 on a soda. And I'm just sitting there, and the movie starts at 10.15, and it's 10.21, and nothing has happened. And I used to work at movie theaters back in high school, and so I thought, huh, I wonder if they know that somebody's here. Because when I bought the tickets, they were reserved seats and there were, you know, five or six that were sold. But I was the only one there, which also seemed a little weird. So I went out and I talked to the guys that were there at the little booth. And I showed them, I said, so maybe I'm the only one who showed up for this. But it was supposed to start at 1015. And I show them the phone. And they just kind of look up at me and they say, "Uh, I think maybe you got that one incorrect. He's like, if you look at your date, it says Thursday the 19th. That film doesn't open until next Friday. Now, it does open in a lot of places in the country today. And it opened, you know, they had showings last night. So I I looked for showings available. And on the app, it brought me up to that. But I didn't take the two seconds it would have looked to just double check that date and make sure that I was buying a ticket for last night. So after I went back through the app to, to see if I could prove this wrong and that, yeah, no, this movie actually does exist here. Nah, it doesn't. So I rolled out of the theater because nothing else was playing that late, and I wondered why I was so dead at the theater at this point. And I just grabbed the beverages that I had smuggled in, my Diet Dr. Pepper and my LaCroix and my Atkins Protein Bar in my pocket, and I got into the car and I said, yeah, I guess I'm just going to have to take the L on this one and then just roll back home. I could have continued to fight that battle, but there was no fight in that battle. It's just like getting on 440, and realizing you probably should have taken the back roads. Once you're there, you're there. It's not really anybody else's fault. You knew what you were getting into. The construction is bad. Titans-Texans is Sunday. It's code blue. It ought to look good on TV. We'll see how the attendance is. It should be jacked up. That's what they've asked for. This should be a good atmosphere. should be similar to Colts and Titans at the end of last season. That Sunday night football game, even though I can't remember if that was sold out or not. I just remember the storm and me walking about a mile from the stadium and the media area to where I was parked in that downpour. And it was right there on New Year's Eve, which was a big day. So what's going to happen in this game? I have an opinion, but I haven't been giving you my opinion over the last handful of weeks. I've said because this team's so inconsistent and infuriatingly so, I can't look at it and say, ooh, it's the Chiefs. They can't beat the Chiefs because they can't. And then I can't say, oh, it's the terrible Broncos because they're going to go lose to the Broncos. I tend to think maybe we're getting to the end of that, but I'm not going to change this up. I'm not going to be responsible for what happens. I'm at least going to flip the coin. Titans win if it falls on heads. Titans lose if it falls on tails. I have my opinion. I don't even know if I'm going to state it after the fact. I'm going to flip the coin on the air as always. The streak comes to an end according to my quarter. 
the same quarter that I've used each week that we've done this, says that the Texans are going to win on Sunday. I don't know what to tell you. I will tell you this, and maybe this will jinx the coin flip. That's actually kind of what I think is going to happen. We'll see. Hopefully Derrick Henry is close to 100%. Adoree Jackson not being there, and LaShawn Sims probably matched up on Hopkins scares me to death. And them having that bad game against Denver, them meaning the Texans, that doesn't reflect well either. But the coin is all I'm looking at. The coin is my predictor. The coin says the Titans are going to lose. And if they do, then my prediction from earlier in the season remains true. They're not going to make the playoffs. Hope I'm wrong. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. God bless, and good night. Mike Keith here.